I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Why don't you bring that up again? It was a... While Sam's here as well. That was heartbreaking. It was... Uh, it's a new world. We're sitting in your apartment, six feet apart. <laughs> well, well, I would have done that anyway. You would have done that anyway. Yeah. We do. That's normal protocol for I'm us. Try to be as far as away as I can from you, but yeah. The podcast keeps us together. What can I say? Yeah. We are in a totally uh, strange new world. However, we have spent the past week at Indian Wells talking with players, meeting players. Players were stranded, and we got a season preview for now a season that we don't know what's going to look like. But we had some interesting chats, don't you think? We did. I got a, a bunch of um, players, and everyone was in you know flux. And we, uh, I was out there obviously uh, with Sam Stoza coaching her, and so we corralled her into uh, being our guest, one of our guest hosts, to talk about the madness of what had just happened in Indian Wells, which was the cancellation of the tournament there. And we didn't know, therefore, what was then going to happen. Like, literally, Sam texted me and was like, what do I do? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. What do I do? Yeah. I mean, so and it was like that. Every single player, coach, yeah. um, you know, physio, trainer, everyone was like, what do we do? You well, know? at the moment that we talked to Sam, we knew that Indian Wells had been canceled, but we were waiting to hear what was going to happen to Miami, Charleston, you know, Monte Carlo, and the rest of these tournaments. It now is obvious to us what the decision has been which is that the ATP and the WTA are going to go on hiatus for the next couple of weeks but probably a couple of weeks like six weeks I mean we got the announcement that obviously Miami was cancelled Charleston was cancelled I cannot imagine Rome and Madrid happening I really just can't I I cannot see Rome happening I mean Italy's just you know for all our Italian Italian listeners out there like yeah it hurts her with you man yeah how uh, seriously with you and I was so looking forward to I mean on a selfish note I was so looking forward to getting back to those tournaments with Sam Um, and it looks like those aren't going to happen so do you think Roland Garros is going to happen it's hard to know right it's hard to know Um, you know obviously if the virus is spreading around Europe which you know it's hard to contain in Europe I mean it's hard enough to contain in this country because everybody can drive everywhere or fly everywhere still um, and in Italy, you can drive to Switzerland. You can yeah. drive to France. I mean, it's you can get on a train and go somewhere. So, I sure. mean, obviously, they're in a bit of a lockdown, but still, yeah. you know, there's a lot. And we had an influx of a shit ton of people coming back from Europe into the United States yesterday. Yeah. I mean, so, and they're stuck at O'Hare Airport, like, one foot from one another. Yeah. All coming back from 
one of the worst places. So I it's mean, who knows? Hard what's to happen. imagine this won't get worse before it gets better. Mm. Um, you know, and I think for us, the only thing we can do there's no television tennis that we can watch unless we're watching old matches, um, which I'm happy to do. Obviously, we'll keep putting out copies of Racket magazine, and we have these podcasts. We talk to all these players, mm-hmm. uh, starting with Sam. And we had her, because there was no tennis for the foreseeable future, to kind of walk us through what had happened in the year to date. So mm-hmm. we'll get to that. Sam is a great chatter. She's so funny. She's so open. She's yeah. obviously delightful. You've been telling me about her for years. It was really nice to spend time with her, yeah. uh, crack open a beer, which was what we were doing. We did. Because it did. was like, okay, well, we're not doing anything for a while. You want a, want a, want a beer? And she's like... Sure, because yeah. Sam never drinks when she's playing. <laughs> but uh, just so everybody knows, it was a coronita. It was pretty small. I just thought it was really appropriate. To, yeah. We had a coronita. Oof. Timely reference. Poor old Corona beer. I mean, yeah. people. I'll still buy You're not going to get a fucking virus from, from Corona beer, okay? So can we just get that across to everybody? Uh, this episode was not sponsored by Corona beer, but it could have been. But if they want to... To sponsor us, I'm happy to take it because Renee loves her coronitas. We'll talk. All right, without further ado, enjoy this first episode with Sam Stoser. She talks about the season to date. She's delightful. She's our stand-in as a third guest. And then we'll be back in your ears every week with all these great interviews Renee got while we were at Edinburgh Wells. People, welcome back. Okay, well, here we are in Indian Wells, California, and we've been joined by a special guest who's also been on the podcast and who was a very popular guest as our third wheel today to start the season of season three of the Racket Magazine, Sam Stoza. Thanks, Stubbsy. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, we are in an unprecedented time. This is some weird shit that's going down. We are here at Indian Wells. All of us came out. You came to play. You came to coach. I came to media. And yet, here we are in a hotel room, I'm having a beer, there's no tournament. Walk us through for anybody who doesn't know what's going on. Well, we've been, BMP has been cancelled this year due to coronavirus, and uh, it's kind of even more strange because everyone's still here, we're all still practicing, we're all doing our gym, seeing the physio, doing physicals, well, you know, (laughs) people who need to. Um, So we're all still here doing it, and no event to play. So it is really a strange feeling and all kind of feel a little stranded at the moment and not really knowing uh, when to go or where to go and in this like holding pattern. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. Like, honestly, I don't think I, like I said, the night that it was cancelled, I was with you, Caitlin, um, Sam emailed me and was just like, holy shit, they just cancelled the tournament. Yeah. And I mean, we. Were... I knew something was up when it was taking three hours for the quality draw to come out. Mm. Yeah, I was yeah. like, "Hey, this is something a bit strange here." Yeah, because yeah. normally that would be out quite early, and then there was a rumors going around that they were maybe going to cancel. And I was like, "There's no way, everyone's yeah. here." Like, well, I told crazy. you a rumor we'd heard because somebody yeah. knows somebody knows Riley Opelka, who knows John Isner, and they were saying, oh, "We just got out of the players' council, and they just, they're canceling the tournament." This was about thirty minutes before the email, mm. and I think I told you, I was mm. like, "Oh, people have t- are telling us." And you're like, "No fucking way." I'm and like, the tournament's later. starting tomorrow. It's like crazy to even think of. But, yeah. but you know, having said that, when it would happen, we, it was just the most crazy experience, I think, for everybody. Coaches, players, like, staff members. Because every, all of a sudden, everyone's like, what do we do? Like, yeah. literally, Sam texts me. She's like, I don't know what to do. I'm yeah. like, well, I don't know what to tell you because I don't know what to do. I mean, there's nothing that happens 
there's ever happened like this. And the only thing I can think of, and I've been out here 30 years, is 9-11. Yeah. You know, where we were like, should we play? Nobody could travel anywhere for a week. Yeah. So it was kind of like that little bit of that, what should we do kind of feeling where yeah. everyone was walking around the first day I was in Hawaii you know at a tournament oh that's a pretty good place well to be it was stuck, not I a bad place to get stuck I mean I gotta admit <laughs> of all the places I know but um but we were like we couldn't fly anywhere and we're like should we play the tournament yeah. like everyone was kind of a little bit uh, but this is different this is like what the... and we still don't know what we're doing well let me ask you because you know so Sam like say we were at Wimbledon right and mm-hmm. we get a spate of rain and everybody knows the grass takes forever to dry and it's a couple of days so like is it that kind of feeling where you're like well we can't do anything but we have to sort of stay fit does it feel not like that? really because I mean it, I guess everyone's now in that mindset of okay well we got two weeks to prepare for Miami so let's do what we can for that but we don't know if Miami's going to happen they're saying it's going to happen but it could be you know cancelled any day between now and when it starts so I think it's kind of more strange even say for my scenario after Miami I'm meant to go to Charleston then I'm going to Budapest for Fed Cup and then I'm going home to Australia yeah if I if Miami's done yeah I'm going home to Australia but that's 14 hours from here if I go to Florida that's 24 hours from there so I'm kind of I don't want to fly to Florida to just turn around and fly back to LA double the distance to go home and because we would have done that I think I don't know, you answer this question as well, but I think the consensus for us would have been like, all right, let's just go to Florida and get used to the conditions because yeah. they're very different in Florida well, Bar- compared to here. Barbara Ostritseva, who, who we talked to yesterday and mm. we had her at the racket house and we were doing some photos with her, she was already off. She just decided to go acclimate. But it's so different. To for, Florida. But Florida. it's different for but the But she Europeans. can go then on to Europe. It's not that bad. 100%. And if that was me, I would do that in a heartbeat yeah. as well. Because she's like halfway home, basically. Yeah. 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 And ever, I mean, for... To be here, everything's still, like I said, set up. So yeah. that is just weird in itself. You yeah. can still get everything you need. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I kind of like, well, let's just wait a few more days. Well, see if it gets way worse we... and then you decide then. But I've already had, oh, should I go into the Guadalajara tournament? No, maybe I will go home. Maybe I'll go play the 60s in Canberra. Uh-huh. Maybe I'll fly home and then come back. Yeah. Like you think of it's four or five different scenario. options. Well, let me ask you this. Like, so, and this is a question for both of you guys, because I think people who listen to the show don't have a sense of just how intense the logistics are, the points, the staying fit. Mm. You know, how do you sort of, what is the chief concern for you? Is it staying competitive in the points or just making sure you don't get rusty? And so you you need to get tournaments in. Like what, what is like the part of that calculation other than what we just talked about where you Well, I think that can vary home. for yeah. player to player depending where you're at. So yeah. like for me, I was playing these events and I feel like it's really important for me to play because of where my ranking's at right now. Yeah. And if Miami doesn't have even a singles or doubles ranking and if I made final of Miami last year in doubles. So yeah. if I decide, okay, I'm just going to go home and play these 60s in singles, yeah. well, I'm absolutely giving up any chance of keeping my doubles ranking up there. Whereas right. I'm thinking if I stay and play Miami, at least I've got an opportunity to do mm-hmm. that. And then you've got to weigh up priorities, singles, doubles. Yeah. So that's where I'm like, feel a bit tricky. Whereas yeah. other players, maybe, you know, the other Aussie girls that are here, their doubles rankings, they don't care, whatever. Yeah. If they get into doubles one week, great. If they don't, whatever. So they're like, well, okay, we'd really like to play in Miami, but if we miss qualities in Miami and we go home and play in Australia, it's not a big deal. At least then we're yeah. home, we know what we're doing. So yeah. I think it really varies player to player. And it's and probably then, varied for you throughout your career. Too, oh, absolutely. Right? And you like have different priorities throughout your year. career and that's always, you know, ebbs and flows depending where yeah. you're at. So, right. again, it's, I mean, this is just filtering down from 
every person who can make money out of tennis, yeah. which is a lot of different groups of people, sure. ages. So yeah. it's not just players, it's announcers. It's, yeah. you know, th- this city. Yeah. They've got no revenue now yeah. for what they were expecting Somebody for told two me weeks. Somebody a billion. Somebody oh, said so, a yeah. billion. Because yeah, you right. think about the tennis and Coachella. Yeah. For this yeah, both city of them. is just gone. Yeah. And so for them, it's an enormous amount of money. I mean, at least what we're hearing is that they're going to bring back both Coachella and Indian Wells in October. Possibly. I mean, who knows yeah. if that the... ends up happening. But well, That would be fantastic. Which... I think that would be the best out of this bad situation. If yeah. you can bring my uh, this tournament back yeah. somewhere around when we're in New York, yeah. that would be incredible. Yeah, I don't think anyone would be against that it's idea. It's already on hard courts. You're, yeah. not, you're not acclimated to a different surface. And yeah, you know, yeah. but to your point, I mean, it's not just announcers. It's not just media. It's not just players. It's not just... It's, it's incredible how far an event can trickle down yeah. to people. And I mean, there's just from a place we say there's, okay, then, you know, the top 10, whatever, they'd be like, ah, oh, you know, damn. Yeah. But <laughs> at the end of the day, it's not making a big difference to their year. Someone ranked 50, 60, a hundred yeah. qualifying. Right. Like this is it's really important and it's costing money now to just be here. Shut like up. I know what these two weeks have just cost me. Yeah. On a whole, yeah, and I'm like, damn, I need to play Miami, yeah, just to <laughs> like, get, and that's just a fact of just to trying break to weigh even it on, yeah. on the expenses, and yeah. so that's like heaps of people in this scenario. If it's okay, I want to shift to Australia because we want to do a little bit of recap about where we are in the year and some of the mess matches. Well, and considering some of the where we are right now yeah. with the coronavirus and not knowing what's ahead, yes, we might as well just look. Back. We might as well talk about what's Let's happening here. Back. This is yeah. our first episode of the year. You yeah. last heard from us last last fall. But moreover, and it, there's a tie here, which is when I was watching Australia and the wildfires from the un, untouched city of New York where I live, it was unfathomable to me that this, the tournament was going to go ahead. Days got closer to the tournament. The quality started. People were collapsing. And I thought, oh... Surely this means they're going to... One person collapsed. Sure. It wasn't... They weren't dropping like flies. But I'm just saying, like, it seemed from what the coverage of the wildfires generally was in the in the States... Australia was disappearing. Australia was disappearing. And the koalas were... were well, sadly, they're the ones that, that really... That is true. Yes. <laughs> That's true. Um, and so I thought, well, if they didn't cancel Australia, then surely they won't cancel Indian Wells over the coronavirus. So it does... It does it does make you wonder like what the sort of difference was and why they didn't cancel Australia. Obviously it ended up being fine because Mm. you know, the air quality got better, but was that, did you think that at all when you guys were in Melbourne? Like this is going to, not for one second. Did I think the tournaments were going to be canceled? No, it wasn't in Melbourne. It was two or three hours drive from Melbourne, but it wasn't in Melbourne. It wasn't in the places that we were. Yeah. And even though the air quality was bad some days on the whole, it was actually, totally fine melbourne is a metropolis yeah. it's a city it's you, it's not like the where the bushfires were were you know natural forest areas yeah, yeah, yeah. natural parks yeah. you know tons of trees and you know very very rural areas that yeah. were incredibly dry whereas downtown melbourne downtown sydney none yeah. of them were ever at risk yeah maybe a spot fire here and there but nothing nothing bad okay um but the only thing that was a, of concern was the air quality sure. and you know the australian open went above and beyond to make sure and there was one day that was particularly awful as far as the the particulate no as far as the look like the smoke was terrible in downtown melbourne but the fact because they had the winds turned yeah, and they yeah, yeah. blew the blew, blew the smoke into the city mm. but they were also doing tests to see if there were certain particles in the air and if there were certain particles in the air then they were going to stop and yeah. not play yeah but as soon as there was clearance on there are no of those particular particles in the air yeah. that were, would cause health issues yeah. for players 
Well, and I, different states in Australia also have different regulations oh, as far as air quality goes. So and Victoria I think Victoria had the most thing. lax one, so they got lucky there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, seriously. That's a good point. Who knew we would get a civics lesson in Australia? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there you go. We've Australia learned a lot about policy. a lot of things recently. I do know that <laughs> one of the things that they probably would have done differently in a Melbourne is rather than play those matches in the daytime yeah. on that particular day, they would have played them at night. So the visibility Because the been. visibility would have been... It still would have been hazy, but yeah. it wouldn't have looked as yeah. bad as it did. Yeah. And that's really where it just... It just it just visually looked bad. Yeah. But, but as far as the health of the players, yeah. they that's where they said, no, the players were, were okay. So Let's... they got a lot of flack over it, but... But we got really lucky because we didn't have a lot of those winds that blew the... the I mean, there was one day in December was, when we were practising yeah. and we were like, geez, this is bad. terrible. Yeah. And you cut your practice a bit short and you yeah. think you just you be sensible about it. But yeah. it's kind of... Yeah, it, it wasn't day, days and days and days like that. And you didn't feel, Melbourne. as a player, you were like sucking down... You know, well, that terrible day in Melbourne, we were actually in Hobart, so we yeah. escaped oh, that day. But there was a day the following week where I was practicing, and I said to you, I was like, I really feel like really gassed today. Yeah, and yeah. then we looked it up, and yeah. it actually was worse air quality. So oh, then it kind of made sense to me. I was like, God, have I lost my fitness in the last three days? <laughs> but um, <laughs> it, it, it does affect you, but yeah. we play all sorts of places. We, Playing we play, in LA is probably going to be no better. Let right me now. tell you, yeah. we play in China. And let me tell you, the air quality there yeah. is way worse. I got pneumonia when I lived in China. Yeah, we've brought this up. It was rough. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, it's I actually thought I was, was going to die. The worst thing is when we're at the tournament and we'd all be looking, what's the weather today? And you look at the weather and then on the bottom will say, should not be going outside in do, conditions like this. And we're that? like, uh, we're going to play a three hour tennis match. So I don't know if that counts, but we're kind of fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it definitely counts. Um, let's talk about the tennis. Yeah. That happened. In Crazy Australia, we had Pliskova who won Brisbane. We had Alexandrova, Shenzhen, Serena won Auckland. That was yeah. nobody saw that coming. Did you see that coming? Well, I thought she could win Auckland. Well, you think she's she getting the finals of Slam? She, she can win Auckland. She can win any time. Uh, then, but what I really want to talk, especially because we have Sam here, is Ash Barty. Mm-hmm. She wins Adelaide. Obviously, a, a favorite at home. Talk a little bit about that pressure of being world number one. Having a slam in your most recent calendar year to, to sort of back up with slam number two. Did that change for you playing at home after you won your first? What do you think? Like, well, there's a whole, it does change things, but yeah. she was the number one player for the country the year before True. as well. So, but then winning a grand slam definitely um, builds and builds and builds all yeah. the, you know, uh, expectation and attention yeah. on you for sure. So, I mean, Ordinarily, I'd say if you win Adelaide and you make semis of your home Grand Slam in your home country, that's a You're doing great. damn good start to the year. Totally. <laughs> and t- it is a really good that. start. You to that. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So I don't think what happened to Ash over the summer was, you know, bad at all. That's no, a no, good no, no, result. No. For sure, no. Um, yeah, but I mean, when you're number one in the world, anyone yeah. in the outside thinks that you should just win every single match you play. Yeah. But in reality, that does not happen unless you're Novak Djokovic right now. I, which is, he's still undefeated. Yeah. I go, he's going to be undefeated after Indian Wells, too. Oh, <laughs> God, you're so smart. Because they're not going to play a single match. See, this is what happens when you go to college. This is what happens when you go to college. Um, no, but, yeah, Sveta was talking about this the other day. Mm. When we were, you know, it's just, you, you, yeah, you can't win. You, Either way, you basically have to do what everyone's expected of you or... Yeah. Um, or you, you just or have you, a shit day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And especially after Australian's Fed Cup 
so close last fall. Yeah, what was, what so, you, why don't you bring that up again? It was well, a, Sam's it was, here that as well. Was it was wonderful to watch you guys fought like lions. I'm sorry you didn't. I'm sorry you came up short. No, really, but but you know, there's well, I you know, let's just be honest. You were really happy for the French because I had to have a fight with you. Over we this did have a podcast. fight. I'm sorry. I'm like, she now was that very I'm sitting happy with somebody for who Kiki Mladenovic. It was like uh, her and Petko, and I was like, fuck you guys, both of you. Well, it was a part. It was the thing. next day too. It was the. I'm sorry. And I hadn't slept because I'd watched it till nine in the morning all night. Yes. Because I couldn't go to sleep because it went for nine hours. Well, now that I'm sitting here, I'm really. Changing oh, now you really. Now oh, oh, sad for Australia. Well, I just feel like Australia has had so much glory. There's, oh. you know. Yeah, but not for a long time. The French have won the Fed Cup way, way yes, sooner yes. than what Australia had. Well, the last time we were in the finals, nineteen ninety three. Oh, stop it. Yeah. That's how old it's been. That's how long it's been. You, Alicia, I was still on the team. Alicia Malik. No, no, no. It was going way back. Liz Smiley. Ivan Gulagan. Nicole Bradkey, me, <laughs> and Michelle Jaggard, I think, was on that team. Yeah. That was a long time ago. I'm sorry. We played know. Spain on clay in the final. Good luck. In where? In Germany. Oh, it was We beat Germany team. in the semis, and then we lost to Spain in the final with Conchita and Arancha. Like, like we had any chance in that. Ch- chance in that. But anyway, let's not... Basically, we you have to pull for us next time, okay? So I don't want to hear I'm this. pulling for you now. I just want some of your old Fed Cup clothing so I can wear it when I'm joking oh, you guys. I've seen it. It's pretty ugly, if we're honest. Your clothes it's don't... It's very ugly. Look, we're lucky now. We actually get women's fit tracksuits now. <laughs> yeah, we used to get men's ones given I, to us. Yeah. They look my one, I've got it in my apartment. You yeah. can try it on when you get home. I've seen it. I, you asked me if I wanted it. Number 25. Like, what number are you? 36. It's the number of the... Yeah, All right, so college, remember. So uh, let's not talk about the year before. No, okay, before, back to the this year. Back is, to back to the season. Uh, so Ash, you know, she had a great Australia. I mean, really, she did. I mean, people who we talked to said that they knew Kenan was going to win the tournament. I feel like that's a thing a lot of people say after the fact. But do you, you know, were you watching that thinking like, oh yeah, this is this girl's time has come? I thought Kenan very likely could beat Ash in that match yeah. because I'd watched Ash play a couple of her matches leading into that and she played well and I mean anyone who's making it to the semis you can't say they're playing poorly sure but I didn't think she was probably playing well enough and you know Kenan I just think was not as well known yeah. even though she was still 14 in the world or something not as well known to people so they kind of downplayed who she was yeah and yeah she Took it to but, Ash, and Ash had lots of opportunities and set points in both sets, yeah. but didn't do enough in those moments. Yeah. Whereas Kenan was like, "No, this yeah. is my time." It's and like I'm people forgot Kenan beat Serena Williams not more than eight months ago in a Grand Slam. Like that, people don't have a real sense of context when it right. comes to players. And she hadn't won a slam; she hadn't done all those yeah, things. So all of a sudden, she was like the complete underdog. I was definitely one of those people that jumped on the bandwagon. You when were. she played Coco and everyone was like thinking, Coco, I mean, this is great. you know. And I said, let me tell you something. If there's one person that's not afraid to play Coco and take that pressure, because that mm. was huge amounts of yeah. pressure for her, yeah. you know, to play someone the eight, whole eight, crowd you know, seven behind. years younger yeah, than yeah, her yeah, from totally. the same country. Totally. She's like, wait a second, I'm 21. Like, yeah. I'm the new one, right? Yeah. And, you know, she, I'm like, if anyone can handle the pressure and then run with it, yeah. it was Kenan. Yeah. Because the... You know, the crowds might not have known Kenan, yeah. but all of us on the tour yeah. knew what she was about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, I mean, Sam had to play her in, you know, in Guangzhou in the finals last yeah. year in China. And right. we saw her 
in moments that were tough and she could have like just given up and you were up a, you she were was up a set, set and it was, a break. was a set. no not a break no not a break but a set and five four she was serving that was a great match so it was close yeah yeah, yeah. but then when she won that second set tie break you just were like she's she found another level i didn't play poorly she no. yeah. played well to win yeah. but i think the underlying tone was a was that this is a kid that doesn't quit yeah and even when she could have quit, like mm. she admires Sam, she respects her, she yeah. lost to her the last time she played her. It probably wouldn't be mentally a bad loss for her sure, emotionally. Final, she's made it like she would yeah. probably, she just refused to lose, yeah. you know. And you learn a lot about watching a young player in those moments. And I just thought once Australia started, I'm like, if this kid gets a chance, she will take it. Yeah, she mm. will take it, and and she got the chance. Yeah, will she do it again? I don't know. Yeah, but if she gets a chance to do it again, yeah. she won't be afraid. She'll be ready, and that's what you love. I mean, even if you look at the Australian Open, that two all game was a indicative of her being down love forty, I believe, to lose, go down a break in the third set against a very good server in Muguruza, who's yeah. won two Grand Slams, yeah. I who's been Muguruza there before. Was that match, no, not, uh, not me. Yeah. I, you, you I, I picked Cannon right. yeah. prior, and I just said when she won that game that. She hit what? From love forty, she hit I believe four or five winners to yeah. win the game. Yeah, like that's the kid you want yeah. playing and for you. Who's just and like she's... and then she throws the ball down and walks to a chair yeah. like come on. Yeah, she's not overwhelmed by anything, and no. that's what impressed me. And I that's why I was so ready to put like the money on her to win that tournament. Did you put money on her? To win? I did. I'm not allowed to bet on tennis, but if I was telling anyone, <laughs> I would have said, that's my girl. Put yeah. my money on her. She's And she's a great kid too. Sure. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Got to know some of the players. It's really hard to root for or against any of them. What I liked about Muguruza a lot, and she's had a very good year so far, mm. is just it's you know the ones that feel particularly resonant are when you see somebody with so much talent, and so much ability, and then they have a slump, and they have, you know, almost you know a, a crisis in confidence. And you know, in my own tennis career, brief as though it was, you know, you just understand how it's hard not to empathize. Mm-hmm. And when then when they're sort of back on the upswing, you're like, oh, what God, do you what... know about that, Sam? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what do you talk about that a little bit? Like, oh, yes, you know... talk about that a little bit because I don't think people we talked about it with Svetlana as well and her answers to certain things. And I'm interested to know like how. People at home have no idea. They see you, they see your career, they see what you've done, and they're like, how can you ever have a crisis of confidence in mm. any time in your career? Yeah. But it happens to everybody. Yeah. It's kind of the one thing I do say to Sam, look down the other end. Yeah. She may be feeling what you're feeling. Yeah. You know, And it's hard to express to people that don't understand what it's like to have to put yourself on the line emotionally every single day to go and win a match. Like how difficult it is. Well, it is difficult because everything that we do, it can be seen and we have a bad day people 
see it. Someone wants to have a bad day in the office. Well, <laughs> no one's really going to know. You can slack off can and it doesn't matter. But, and, and everyone's got an opinion about us <laughs> yeah. as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just relentless yeah. and it's always there. And again, no matter where you're ranked, you feel it. And because there's different things riding on results your whole career. And um, yeah, I mean, I think that's just what makes the likes of a Serena and, you know, Venus, all, all the Roger, like all of them yeah. who can win multiple slams yes. throughout such a long period of time yeah. is Phenomenal. incredible. And it, it, it's, I mean, people obviously have huge respect for those guys, sure. but they that's deserve why. every single bit of it because yeah. it is but that's to why. be able to sustain that yeah. for that period. And it's, it, other plays too. Sure. Oh, look at Stutzova. Yeah. She's had a fantastic career. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, it, what she's Top been able to do. 30 for her whole career. Exactly. Grand slams and doubles. So semis and it's a not slam. easy, but no. everyone the, the has probably, everyone has probably had some sort of down slump Yeah. and then made their way back. And I think sometimes making it on the way back is, well, it certainly isn't any easier because you know exactly what you need to do to get there. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you've got like another bunch of. 18 year olds trying to, you know, <laughs> nip it out. So it doesn't get any easier. Garbina was a favorite story of mine because of the, what we just talked about because of Kilimanjaro, it felt like she found some sort of new level. Is there any, are there any players like that for you, you know, outside of your own experience in your own match, in your own head, in your own journey where you look around and you're like, Oh wow, that they're really in, in, in having an interesting moment or they're, I wonder what is going on with them. Like, do you kind of, Oh, sure. I mean, you can pick up little things all the time, how yeah. they're talking to their coach, how they're playing, are they, you know, entering tournaments, are they going deep? You can yeah. just see it sometimes in the way people walk around and yeah. be like, oh, geez, they're struggling at the moment. What mm. the hell's up with them? Or yeah, you, you, see you just them. don't know. And we it, see them behind the scenes crying yeah. or, you know, like. Well, and everything that happens to us off the court too can greatly affect sure. you on. And I mean, I had no idea that. Ostapenko's father passed away yeah. earlier in the year. Like yeah. that's just something yeah. nobody ever wants to deal with, and unfortunately, we all do at some stage. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. and you know, the things as terrible as that can happen to someone. Yeah. but yet you don't know until after the fact. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll give you an example. Like last year, ironically at the U.S. Open, um, Arena Sabalenka yeah. uh, won the doubles, and I saw her in the locker room, and we just had a nice conversation about some stuff. Yeah. And actually, it was prior to the conversation was prior to her winning the U.S. Open doubles, and she, she was just struggling in her singles. Like yeah. she went through like the last six months of last year, she yeah. really sucked. Yeah. Like for her standards, what mm. we thought was going to happen. Yeah. Like she was maybe a game away from winning the U.S. Open herself the year before. Totally. I mean, that match with. No, with Osaka no was the best match. Yeah, of the everybody US Open. who watched that match, and she was playing unbelievable. That Remember that yeah. summer? She was beating everybody. Yeah, New Haven, all match of Asia. points against her. She yeah, was beating yeah, totally. everyone, mm. and then she lost that match to Os- Osaka, and Osaka then wins the U.S. Open. Like, yeah. there's no, there in my mind, if she'd won that match against Osaka, there's no, Open. Yeah. there's no saying that she could have won the U.S. Open because she had that kind of ballsy attitude, like yeah. I can and do it. And she was new, and she was and then she scary. had this huge slump after that, and really yeah. struggled last year, like a lot, because all of a sudden expectation, right? And I bumped into her at the US Open. She was just like, oh, I just don't know. Like, I'm just, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I just suck. Like, she was just so down in the dumps. Yeah. Like, Which, and also, it's also easy as a player to absolutely catastrophize it, what is going on. Because if you took a step back. Yeah. Of course. You know it's not that bad. You know But in now. the moment, it's seems but, horrendous. I mean, it would be interesting. Have you gotten better at that? You must have 
that's a skill I'm sure you've gotten, you've honed. Right? Yes, but like now, I think you still need it... help from people around you to realize that. Like Stubbsy's always telling me, come on, you just... can still hit, you know, this and that exactly yeah. the same as you did. And yeah. Talk to your sports psych and, yeah. you know, it's still, sometimes you need those little reminders, but yeah. I think you kind of snap out of it quicker and can see things yeah. a bit clearer faster. Right. But it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Anymore. It still happens, yeah. yeah. You just can get out of it. Well, yeah. I mean, I just like it was about a four or five month period for her where yeah. she was not doing well, yeah. you know, and there are sophomore slumps. Sure. It happens to a lot of players. I yeah. can go into many, yeah. you know, where you like, they had the year of their lives and Jeannie Bouchard and never to be seen again kind right. of thing, you know, yeah. and, and Sabalenka, I think one ended up winning, um, a couple of tournaments at the end of the year. And, yeah, she you know, won I'd Asia. See her she won and I'd Asia. say, oh, I guess they, that didn't last so long. She's she like, oh, I know, I know, but, oh, but you know, you do no, see No, she won as... Wuhan and then she just mm. won, uh, what was it, Dubai or Doha? And now she's like Well, back. now she's totally back. Yeah, but, I mean, but you was, saw her, how important it was when she won that see... Asia tournament because it felt like, to your point, like, mm. oh, shit, I can hit the ball again. Like, yeah. I'm back, I'm not, you know. It really takes, like, maybe winning one match where you're like, oh, I'm fine. Yeah. What was I worried about? Yeah. But it happens to everybody. So that's why the Serena's and the Rogers and Novak's that's why the respect is there for them for yeah. such a because it's not about what they've done it's the sustainability of what they've been able yeah. to do over 10 15 it's, it's 20 years it's the absence of these slumps that yeah. we're talking about yes. it's just it's, just it's the absence of. of this trough in the level of just maintaining a high yeah uh, you know so well, well we got to go to the guys then in Australia and what Novak did and what he's now what doing Novak is, is still doing undefeated uh, at least for the next 10 days anyway <laughs> I mean what He's done this before. He went on a tear. What was it? Twenty, maybe four years ago. Yeah, twenty thirteen, yeah, maybe when he won Serbia, won Davis Cup, and then he like didn't lose a match. He was for forty matches. Right? Yeah, it was, it was like crazy. It? it was crazy, right? Yeah. What's he on now? Twenty one. So, I don't know. That, that sounded very specific. Let's go with twenty one. Yes, we're going no, with twenty one. It's gonna be more. Yeah, that's uh, a lot. Let's just put it that way. I mean, it seems unbelievable that anybody can get in his way. I mean, the only people we've seen be able to sort of beat him on a sustained basis are Nick Kyrgios, <laughs> who's never given him a set. It's pretty which crazy. Which is awesome. It's awesome it's to, really that that's crazy. a set. And like Vavrinka, who's like the only person who's beaten him in like slam finals in recent years, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's right. Both plays like just kind of... Go for it tennis as well. Go for it tennis. You gotta kinda go for it against him. You gotta have Nick's got the serve, obviously, and then yeah. he's got this the antics and all the yeah. change of pace. But which I don't think in a slam where Novak's no, like course not. almost impossible. No. Yeah. But that's that's where the test is, right? It's the best of five sets. Yeah. You know? Um, that's where we see where the men meet the boys, the boys meet the men kind of thing, you know? I don't think that's that the same. Was the same? Is that yeah. the same? <laughs> no. That's what? a separate the men. Is that a stubsyism? <laughs> yes, yeah, separates the men from the boys. You guys, the boys so... don't meet the men. Listen, I like went a... to school, okay? This is like a bathhouse kind of vibe that we're going No, through. we're not going there, Caitlin. You went there. I did. You went there. That's I fine. did not go there. We had a name in the hammam last night. A lot of people, you know, we had a, everybody had their sweat on. We got a lot of secrets out. It was great. Oh, my God. That's the kind of mentality I'm in. Jesus Christ. Anyway, go on. Um, no, I just think it's phenomenal what he's been able to do. And he will definitely be the player with the most Grand Slams by the end of his career. Yeah. I mean, you just can't see him not winning five more Grand Slams, six more Grand Slams. Yeah. I mean, he could win potentially four this year. And what's to say he's not going to win Wimbledon and the US Open again? I don't think the way anybody else is playing. The only thing that's going to stop it is the coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> we might not have a French Open or Wimbledon this year. We might not. That's I mean, actually... It's kind of bonkers. No, it's bananas. Yeah. Um, I'm ready. I was really, really felt for a team. I love team. I think team's work ethic. I mean, he reminds me of you. Just relentless fitness, 
retrieval defense into mm-hmm. offense. Like his game is total. He can volley. He's not as accomplished a doubles player as you by several stretches of the imagination. But you, you, you just he's getting closer to these big three. But mm-hmm. he's just not. Just something about maybe it's the the level or the the expectations. I was really sad. I thought maybe he had a chance, but then he just kind of fizzled the same way he had against Nadal in the last two you know French Opens. Just not quite able to kind of get in there. Are we going to see another? Can anybody? Can team do it? I think if anyone's going to win a slam outside of the top three, it'll be him. Yeah. At the French, I think he yeah. has a chance at the French. Mm. Rafa's oh. got to be like, but like who's going to go me? against Rafa at the French though? Yeah, nobody. I still wouldn't say team's going to me beat no, him. If but that's in the, the that'll be no, the slam. Rafa needs wins. to have like a freak loss to like Benoit Paire, my favorite player on the men's tour, and then. Oh my God, you have to bring Benoit Paire into everything. <laughs> everything. It's everything. I want to know who the hell's going to win the next freaking Grand Slam for women. I mean, this yeah. is insane. How many have we had over the last... Since the... Ha, since if you the, had to pick someone. Since the Ostapenko French Open, I think there's been a different slam winner every slam. Is that right? No, there's, no, no. no, no, no. Osaka has won too. You're right. And Osaka's Halep too. and Kerber too. has and Halep. since then. Well, that's... They're the only I'm, double uppers. I'm way off base then. Halep has won... But we've had about six different ones. French and Wimbledon. Kerber's won three Grand Slams, actually. Yeah. Um, I think Sabalenka's... Well, not on the French. Maybe Wimbledon. Just because she's got that firepower on the serve. And she's confident. I don't know. I mean, Kennan, it's hard not to imagine she'll be in another couple of Grand Slam finals. I don't know. No, but I'm saying... She could, but I'd, someone like Kennan, I think, is... Far best surface is hard court. Yeah. But, I mean, she did make quarters or whatever of the French last year. So, who yeah. knows? It's yeah. not saying she can't yeah. do it. But yeah. there's a few players out there that I think are better on all surfaces. Yeah. Well, come on. Who? Well, Sabs. Yeah. Okay. Sabs. Is you that what you guys color her around the, the, the tour? Yeah, we could give you a whole list of nicknames. Well, that's what, <laughs> that's what we're going to do That's right what the now. people are here for. Come on. Sabs. Okay, so well, Sabs. Well, who's in form then? Sabs? We don't know who's in form. Well, right. okay, we're in, where's we're in Boris? Where's the, where's the rankings? Here's the well, you got Ash. She can play on every surface. Uh-huh. Yeah. you got someone who thought she couldn't play on clay. She wins the French Open. Yeah. Well, you didn't think you couldn't play on clay when you started either. Yeah, but I couldn't. I didn't win a match for five years. That was legit. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't just my thought. That was actually what was, was happening. proven out by the results. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Why? What happened? Did you start realizing that you had a kick serve and a big forehand? Okay. I mean, like Osaka. She's not going into the French thinking she's going to win the French. Probably not, but, you know, who knows? No, no, well, that's true. You never know. Of okay. course you never know, but there's... I don't know. I think there's a few players that are better on all-round surfaces than yeah. others, put it that way, with what's coming up soon. Okay, so here's, here's like, the top ten who have won matches this... One tournaments this year. Sabs, Halep, Bertens... Bertens is dangerous on all surfaces. She can we call it Bertens? Or do we no. call it I was like, who's Bertens? I thought that was... Isn't that the, the Dutch way of saying it? Well, you would know. What's her What's her nickname? So I don't have to make this mistake again. Keeks? Oh, so yeah, Kiki? Kiki. But no, we just call her by her last name. That's a boring one. That's a... Kiki. We just call her Kiki. Yeah. Fine. Uh, Carolina Pliskova? Hard to imagine her in a Grand Slam final just because it hasn't seemed like an obvious choice, but she's still a top well, 10 player I mean, who won a tournament this year, just saying. I mean, look, there's there's three players that haven't won a slam that should have possibly have already won a she's slam. She's one of them. Carolina is one of them. Madison Keys and, and uh, Svitolina. I mean, those three have proven themselves to win tournaments, have got to yeah. Grand Slam finals, yeah. 
and uh, other than Svitolina, yeah. but Svitolina is also a person that has won and she won twenty the, something tournaments. She, she won the, the championships, final, so not losing a set. Yeah. But those who have been far more consistent than Madison. Absolutely, but Madison's Madis- also gone deep in. Science. I think Madison yeah. will be the first of those three to win a slam. Ooh, that's because she's got the most firepower. Because when she's on, I feel like her level is higher. Svitolina is a counterpuncher at the end of the day, no? I mean, yeah, she can outlast somebody, but I well, feel like... Well, I mean, she's very similar well, she's to Well, she's sort of more like Woz and Hallett. Yeah. Well, but... Yeah, Hallett. Woz shouldn't have a slam, let's be honest. No, I disagree well, I don't with know. you. I don't know. But I think with that gang style, you're a lot more reliant on the your opponent, opponent. Deciding the fate of the match. Which yes, is why the final... Which is why you don't see as many counterpunches win slams. Right. Yeah. Well, I will say this, though, about Wozniacki. That year she won the the Australian Open. She came off winning in um, Singapore, which yeah. is WFAT finals, and was serving and playing and hitting her forehand She big, played more aggressive like, than usual. Way better. Sure. Like, I was like, well, who is this player all yeah. of a sudden? And then she went into Australia with that same mentality. Yeah. yeah. And it was only really – she only got a little bit sort of pushy yeah. with her game, like her old style when yeah. push came to shove, no pun, yeah. was in the semis playing Mertens, yeah. which I think she felt like, oh, fuck, I cannot lose this match. That's like, a, yeah. you know, I mean, Lise That's Mertens a, is a great player, but – that's your opportunity. That's a winner. That's you know what I mean? Yeah. And then to play Halep. Yeah. Finally playing somebody in a final yeah. that can't hit her off the court. Yeah. Well, and who hadn't won one. Yeah. And who hadn't won one as well. Yeah. So, I mean, was lost to... Halep should have won that match, yeah. That was uh, Halep's match to win. It was... No, that's it was my, pretty I tough I said what I said. I said what I said. That's fine. <laughs> I believe it. You stick to it. We're going to agree to disagree. But, going back to your original point, Pliskova... Keys, Madison Keys, Svitolina, Svitolina, three players. I think Madison Keys wins the first out of those three. If they're if one of those is going to win, if players is going to win the slam. I think it's Madison for me because when she on. plays really like it's all it's mental with yes. Madison. Yeah, it's mental. Like if she she gets tight. Her also, game. Sabs should have a slam. I mean, she's also young. Well, Sabs, I think so will she'll get has a lot of she'll have. I think a lot she of will get a slam. It. Her um, best slam will be the U.S. Open. I think. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. I think if she play, keeps playing the way she's playing right now and she keeps healthy and mentally yeah. good, US Open, she'll be dangerous. Okay, we talked about the men a little bit. And before we get back to that, give me more nicknames. Like, are any of them raunchy or are they any of them dirty? Like, you know, like no. Cheese Whiz or I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, what? Cheese Whiz? Cheese Whiz? What I don't does know. that mean? What does that mean? I'm just thinking, I was like, do I want to go, like, dirty with this? And then I was like, it sounds dirty, but it's not actually dirty. No, they're not like... Or like Mr. Pickles. Like, does anybody get anything weird? Or is it just like a play on their names? We just don't... Yeah, it's just a play on their names. Also, you Australians like to give people nicknames. Exactly, that's why. So we just... um... Like, what's your nickname? Sammy? Stozy. Sammy. Sammy. Stoes. The Stoes. Yeah. Your Stubsy. The arm. (laughs) Just kidding. The arm? arm. Like this? Like the bicep? The bicep? (laughs) I've never. No called one it calls that. me. Well, I've never called it that, but I'm sure somebody. Well, I'm call somebody somebody has. Whiz or the arm. So you have to pick which one you like better. That's a really hard one, actually. Cheese whiz. Yeah. Well, we used to have like you know, we have we've had a few Aussie like ones. Marmite or whatever that. Like Philippusis was the poo. Philippusis was the poo. Cockinasus the, the cock. Right. I mean, you know, it's the Greek Australians. They 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 get their bad names. Those ones. Yeah. What has happened with Cockinasus? Did he injuries? Is he back though? But Not, he came well, back. No, I, I, he came back. He beat Fed in Miami after that terrible. Yeah. Yes. Leg injury. Yeah. And then he got no, re-injured again. He, was it well, he's sh- had his pec issue for right. a while. But yeah. I mean, he was training all preseason, then yeah. just before we were getting started with Drew. Yeah. Yeah. So it's crazy. and I don't know. I mean, 
I don't think he's played since then. Yeah. I don't know, but can we talk about the fact that Roger Federer even finds a really good time to have this knee surgery when there's no tournaments going on? Maybe he the created greatest... coronavirus. That's what we're saying on we this podcast. We are not saying that. <laughs> I think that's liable, but, you I know. think that is liable, <laughs> so and Roger I am Federer saying right now, Roger did not start the coronavirus. to protect your ranking points and your grand slam total. <laughs> did you engineer coronavirus? Is that... But how? I mean, he's so smart. He no, just knows exactly wrong. when to have a little break. That's not, that's, okay, wrong. but so going on, I guess everyone's working out the ranking situation with how this is all yeah, going to work. So normally doing? he would get a zero point for this because he withdrew before the fact. Surely that's still going to count. No, but what did he do last year? Last year he lost in the final to Dominic Team. Last yeah. year's yeah, point- but regardless, because he wasn't playing, it just like Halep withdrew before it was. So she'll get zero points? Well, this is, I don't know. This I don't is know the question. It's working because now nobody can play. Does that now not count that you withdrew beforehand? I think that's true. I think it's, no matter what, it's just what happened last year. That's that's what I was reading this morning. It was saying, no, oh, no, 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 we're not talking about that. We're talking about, yes, you, you will lose your points from last year. Yeah. That's probably going to happen, Yeah, I would say. But that's across the board. Everyone's but that's across in the, the same board. situation. Okay. But what we're saying is, if you pull out of this tournament, because it's mandatory. Sure. Before the tournament starts, you get an additional. Penalty. You get a zero pointer on your ranking, yeah, which is not good. No, so you only get fifteen point, uh, fifteen tournaments, tournaments to instead count of instead of sixteen. Oh, I see. Okay. Ah, oh, see. Oh, I see. Oh, but I now see. because okay. there was just no tournament, what do they do? Does that zero? Do point they count? Still... What would you do? Well, I, I think know. it should still count. I think it should you still had count. no intention of playing. Yeah, yeah. I think it should definitely count as a zero pointer, even though it didn't get played. Because, like Sam said... Well, it they, might. I don't, I don't know what the discussion is Yeah, about, we don't know. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, this is so unprecedented, what's yeah. going on, that, yeah. you know, this was kind of when Monica got stabbed and came back. It was unprecedented. Like, what do we do? And everyone was sat around trying yeah. to figure out what to do yeah. and how yeah. to approach the situation. And it would it never happened Turns before. Turns out what we do is we put four armed guards on every quarter and every match. That's what we do. Well, yeah, in the end. But in the rankings we were talking about at the time. <laughs> so what are they going to do with this? Because this is unprecedented and yeah. we don't know. And you are setting a precedent now for yeah. if this happens or... Yeah. I mean, nothing like this has ever happened since the, what, the world wars. Yeah. Like, really. Like, yeah. you know, when you look at the boards at Wimbledon, it yeah. says 1940. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, no champion. You yeah, know. we were talking about this with the Olympics too, because there's a conversation about Japan yeah. not having the Olympics. And were, were you planning on playing the Olympics? Yeah, you're you're qualified. You can go, right? Well, if it happens. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to get there. Yeah, the only two times the Olympics have ever been canceled are 1940 and 1944. Like literally the same yeah. exact sort of. I mean, this is unprecedented. What's yeah. happening right now? It's world. amazing. Which is why I think we should fill the rest of our podcast, the remaining minutes, just with total speculation and say things like. <laughs> Like oh, I'm going to come back and, and win Wimbledon, Federer. and no one played the tournament, but I was there. I've never played a pro tournament, but maybe I could win Indian Wells just by being the only person at the courts. I yeah. mean, you know, like you lived through the cycle. Anything <laughs> is possible. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so so maybe the tournaments get back on track by the French. Maybe I think Europe's in great doubt. You think Europe total? You think Wimbledon included? You don't think w- like Wimbledon? I don't know, okay. but. I mean, I know people differentiate. Italy borders is closed. I just heard from a physio before I came here that he thinks that the Spanish border is about to be closed any day now. He said that they're like 10 days behind Italy. Yeah. So you got two big countries where we play. And then Monaco is in between them. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's Monte Carlo on the men's side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What else we got? We got... Well, France is in... Dire Straits Rome, already saying that you can Madrid, only have gatherings. Strasbourg. Madrid, Strasbourg. Stuttgart. uh, Prague. America. Hungary, you were going to go to... Well, that was Fed Cup, so... Hungary Budapest. Fed Cup. But still, is that, I mean... 
the, the problem is when borders start closing, how do we get anywhere? Yeah. Are you worried about getting stuck here? Well, I would think as an Australian citizen, I can get home. I can get in, but that. you need to have flights operating. Yeah. Like, and what if the States closes down? I mean, what do we do? I mean, well, yeah, no, it's like that, but it's like, we drive. like... You we drive. drive. You drive to Australia? Will you drive well, with you... me from Miami back to You live in LA. LA. <laughs> so I can fly home if there's no domestic life. Oh, as your, you as your coach you and mentor, a... I will drive you back, Sam. Well, we will drive. Who wants to go on a road trip? But we will rent a kick ass like RV. We'll make a week of it. We'll be like, yeah. Oh, you fuck get stubsy behind the wheel, you get cheese whiz in the back <laughs> yeah. making stir fry or whatever. I mean I thought you were gonna say you were gonna drive to Australia and I was like, I don't wanna have to be the one to tell you this. But you guys <laughs> no, are from an island. Isn't it not <laughs> You guys are from an island. Like I don't know how that's gonna happen. <laughs> we <laughs> all live in a yellow submarine. <laughs> it might be the safest place. <laughs> it might be the safest place. We'll self quarantine. I think we should probably wrap this podcast up because we've completely lost the thought. But uh uh, anything else we want to No, I think that's we... the whole point. I think this is where we're at. I mean, we literally are sitting yes. in our hotel in in Indian Wells, yeah. California. We have no idea what is next in the next couple, couple of months. Wow. And, you know, it's, it's crazy. I mean, this is everybody's livelihood. Yep. You know, it just doesn't affect the players, obviously. It affects them and it affects yeah. players, coaches. It affects fitness trainers it affects the, the wta TV staff cameraman it, it, yeah. everyone yeah. Every, it just affects tv all the people that yeah. you know take the tickets from you when yeah, you walk yeah, in totally. like this is this is affecting a great deal of people announcers like yeah. you know our friend andrew krasny who yeah. does all the on-court sure uh, announcing for yeah, yeah. indian wells and miami and yeah. charleston like that's a huge livelihood for him for six you know yeah. five weeks totally. done you yeah. know what i mean i mean those are people's livelihoods and you know with tennis often we do in payment ways you know you get paid quite a lot in those weeks yeah and if those weeks are gone yeah. you can't just make them up somewhere right. else right, right, right. so this is um yeah well this is a devastatingly uh unique time in 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 this the world but also for tennis this is a in our little I bubble, think Europe, it's, yeah. I'm going to make a call right now. I don't think any tournament will be played. Any? Sam, Sam just said the same thing. I think you're right. I think the French is possible yeah. without fans yeah. because the TV rights are still quite big. Yeah. Well, now you're going both ways. No, no, I'm yeah, saying, I'm saying the French will happen more likely than not. Well, you said Europe. No, yeah. that's France is <laughs> in Europe lead as far up as tournaments, not so much. Well, I know what people can do if they're really bored. Listen to podcasts. <laughs> they can read Racket Magazine at the very least. I mean, sorry to be a shill, but you know. Yeah. Right? Hey, Sam wants to write an article. Sam? No, I just wanted to read the magazine. Oh. I didn't say I was going to write an article. <laughs> All right, we're ending it on that. Well, I've got time now. I can learn. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Caitlin will edit it for I'll you. I'll take you up on it. She'll, she'll write something now. Now that we've had it. Okay, thank hey, you, guys. Sam Sosa. Hey. Thank you, Samantha. Thank you. Thank you, Cheese Boys. Thank you, people. Thanks for coming back and joining us. We'll be back for more. And that's it for this episode of the Racket Magazine podcast. Thanks for listening. Our host is Renee Stubbs. Our co-host and producer is me, Caitlin Thompson. Music by internationally renowned DJ Stretch Armstrong. Thanks to Tim Ruggieri and the team at Acast. Find us at racketmag.com slash podcast and subscribe to us at any of your favorite podcatchers. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.